A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. It's been a long two months for us anyway, but we're back for episode six. Of the Rebel Yell podcast. Woo, woo, woo. Spencer, Peter, we're back. It feels like forever. I mean, we've seen enough of each other over the past couple of months, but we just haven't had time to uh, sit down and chew the fat over what has been, well, for all Worthing teams, a very successful couple of months, I'd say, and quite one we can look back on. Gents, how, how, how have you been doing? I mean, I'll say that to you, but the listeners, if you haven't seen you, how are you doing, Spencer? Yeah, all good, thanks. All good, you know. It's nice to up. see you back at the ground again because obviously the last sort of podcast we had before Christmas, you were sort of so so full of COVID um, hangovers and everything like that. You kind of hadn't really seen much of Werbin over the past month, so it's kind of like you were. You, I remember you sort of said to us, "Is there any point in me being on the podcast?" I've been to like one game, I think it was. <laughs> Love the way you throw hangovers in with COVID, as if like. Well, you're still hungover from COVID, aren't you? Still some of this measure. I think it would sound better calling it a COVID hangover rather than COVID symptoms. A COVID hangover sounds quite good. Marketing, so go to the marketing copyright 2022. Um, but you're glad to be back and you know, seeing some quite exciting and yet at times frustrating football. Yeah, it's all, all, all good. It's good to see us beat the uh, beat the bog now, weren't it? You know, oh, twice, <laughs> twice, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all good, all good. And Mr. Consistent Peter Vale, he hasn't missed the match, his back hasn't played him up this last couple of months. He's uh, he's been uh, dining on some nice uh, women's and men's football down at Woodside Road, home and away. In a busy beat match wise, but obviously we didn't do the podcast last month because everyone was busy with commitments. And it's been a nightmare I'm... trying to nail us all down together, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, over the Christmas period is just a nightmare, and also trying to nail down the team basically to get the interviews oh. done. So it's been so busy, yeah. hasn't it? Like you know, it's been a lot of like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, yeah. Tuesday, it's Saturday, just been Tuesday, back to back games, hasn't it? Yeah, but 
you know, starting off, I think you, we can say it's, um, you know, the men's team, it's been, we're still top of the league as we speak. I mean, we have dropped some points frustratingly at times. Uh, we'll go into that a little bit later. The women's team, you know, they're pushing up at the top end of the table in the women's league, some strong signings. It's been fantastic, you know, that, that just the whole aura of the club and everything that's going on around there. It's just everything seems so positive. Even the youth team, you know, beating Bogner, you know, the local rivals and beat, like, massive beat, score. 11-1, was it? Yeah, yeah 11 from one but, you know, the, the youth teams at all levels just seem to score goals for fun. Yeah, and I think mo- the majority of them are top of their league. So Yeah, and then you've got, like, in the press this week and non paper, is it not John Virgo? That's it. It's not John Virgo. It's not Sam Virgo. What's his name, Virgo? It's a Virgo. Um, Adam, Adam, Adam Virgo. Virgo. There you go. <laughs> yeah, trick shot of Sam. No, the, uh, the programme editor. No, it's um it's Adam Virgo. He's even said, that, you know, pl- clubs like non But the one about Eastleigh. Eastleigh, that was it, yeah. Right. The, the applications are open. For people to apply for the Eastley job. Now, this Adam Virgo has put this little tweet out, <laughs> this little tweet that has caught on amongst the Worthing fans, which is like, you know, uh, oh, Eastley would, wouldn't do too badly to look at what Adam is doing at Worthing with the youngsters, everything, and the amount of players, obviously, we've sent to the leagues. So it's like, please don't do that, Mr. Virgo. Yeah, but is it, is it, isn't, for, isn't Virgo, not John or Sam, uh, an ex-teammate <laughs> of Adam's? Is he? Possibly, yeah, I think he. I think they were him at Brighton, didn't he? Brighton so, player, so I think, think he might be thinking he's doing them a favour by linking his name. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but it's he, not he can, heart, right? he can do one. He can do one. It's not helping my heart at all. Adam like, Virgo, no. if you ever want to be welcome you know, in the Rebel Yell commentary box or yeah. the press box at Woodside Road, you can just be quiet right now. Yeah, I can't speak for Mister Hinshelwood himself, but obviously he will want to climb the tables at some point. He is a good manager. We, we, we've seen it ourselves with the teams he puts out. But I think in my heart of hearts, he will want to see this season out and get us get us promoted. But Pete, it's like we when we were talking to him, like you know, even off the air, he was saying there's so many players that do get scouted, but they kind of turn it down and want to finish a job. They want to finish a job, you know. You look at players like Callum Keeney that's come back. He had the opportunity to go to another club at national south level, possible national level. But he said to he said to Dorkin Wonders, he said to Mark there, he said, Look, I want I want us to go to Worthing. Anyway, if I'm going out on loan. I want to go to Worthing. You know, we'll talk about Callum later in the podcast. He's been an excellent addition, re-addition to the squad. But I think it would be like Hinch. As you say, we can't talk to him and we're not talking out of turn here. So apologies, Adam, if this is like not what, you know, what, what's the right thing. But I personally think no, he, wants is, to see, he wants to see the, the title. Time, yeah, at the same time, James, this is, this is us as fans just talking mm. amongst ourselves. So, of course, yeah. You know, yeah. We, were, we, were let, we were allowed an, an opinion about it. And my opinion is, I think, and I pray, that Adam wants to seek the job out and get us promoted. Yeah, he's, he's put a lot of work in to get us yeah. to where we are now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Spencer and I sat down with him at Woodside Road. So let's see what his thoughts are on the past couple of months. It's been a long time in not speaking to him. Let's speak to Adam. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Two months, so a little bit more to talk about as usual. We're not going through every game, but... Overall, your thoughts on the past couple of months and where we're sitting now at the end of uh, January in a quite comfortable, not comfortable, but quite nice position at the solid, solid, solid with uh, sort of four points clear as we speak. No, yeah, like I always look at it that we should be, in my opinion, we should have um, two two more points definitely. Yeah, um, you know, and rightly or wrongly. Um, that's that's how I look at it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's a very good sort of points though. I think the the lads have performed very well. We've had a slight tweak in formation, so we're able to mix up uh, formations after on the back of getting uh, beat at Cole Shorten. I didn't think we had enough ball, um, so we had to look at how we played. And yeah, I think the lads have responded quite well, and it gives us a um, 
another jink in our armour to be able to switch formations. Um, so that's a real, yeah. real, real bonus at this mm. stage of the season. So we've, um, we'll talk about the nice two uh, victories we've had down the road by them lot, over them lot um, in a little bit. But um, you've added to the squad over the past couple of months. We've had, is it three signings, if I can work out? In Callum Keeley, I think it was right at the end of November. So I think it might have been just possibly when we signed. I think it was the day after we released the last podcast. So, you know, he's obviously new. It's been his, his loan period's almost over, as you said. We've also got um, Luke Robinson and we've got... Uh, Beresford. James Beresford. Three brilliant signings. Um, they've been playing so well. You must be happy with them, how they fitted into the squad. No, yeah, that, that's part of the reason um, of bringing them in. I knew of their quality, of course, and um, I think, you know, with James, it gives us that option to play a different formation, and he's such a clever footballer, he can, he can roll into sort of positions as well, which yeah. I like from the full-back, similar to what um, Finn Stevens done when he was here. Um, so, yeah, I like that. From, from players to have that intelligence and um, you know Cal we've known before um, and Naif knew well of Luke so they're all Sussex boys really all based local yeah. um, I think Cal and James Bursford are in Lansing and Luke's slightly further afield in yeah. Seaford but Sussex boys I think is important um, and all three of them are, are hungry and want to you know push up push up and play as high as they can obviously yeah. Cal's dropping back a little bit but knows of us and knows but it's also a testament to you because he said to us like he was told he what the talking wanted him out on loan they wanted him at the same level but he was like i want to come to worthing and he said he was straight on the blower to you to try and sort it out that must be a testament to you in the setup around here to for someone to drop down when he's obviously gone up to get promotion with sutton into league two and then gone down again to talking but to come down another step and almost finish the job he's done it's a great testament yeah so obviously um you know being um, a successful side that we've been over the last uh, few years helps with that. Um, he wants that medal, doesn't he? He yeah, just wants that medal. Yeah. I think um, you know, it's, it's testament to, to everything, really, yeah. to having the kind of fan base that we have. That's what players want to come and play in. If, if we only got 200, would it be so much of an appeal to him? You know, it's, it's the whole thing, the whole package that we've got here. We've got good facilities, we've got massive fan base. Um, and you know, I like to think that we do try and do things professionally uh, on and off the pitch, and, and the players do feel, um, you know, happy with what what we try to deliver. Um, so, yeah, I think all of those factors play play a, a massive part, and anyone coming and signing, and um, yeah, I think, like I say, the three three good good players that have added uh, mm. a lot to us and give us another sort of dimension. Yeah. Yeah, it must must be amazing to be a player and come down and play a, like in front of over a thousand on a cold Tuesday night. But it's even like we say, like we say on the, the internet, like you see some of the league two teams, some of the national league teams aren't even getting that. Like look at National South, you know, you think if we do get that promotion, there's probably going to be more nearly two thousand every week, like without a doubt. And you know that must be, as you've said it before in these podcasts, it's a way that you can say to the like players that you're trying to attract. Just go on YouTube, look at the facilities, look at the atmosphere on a match day, look at the Bogner games, you know, look at the atmosphere of Lewis games, you know, it must be, it's almost like signs themselves, doesn't it? 100%, like, you guys sort of do a lot of the work for me by, you know, turning up in the numbers you do, but I honestly believe that we're only sort of scratching the surface as well of what we can generate here. It's a oh, big, yeah. big population, big town, and hopefully, you know, supporters come in for the first time and they enjoy what they see, you know, you know I think the last couple of games that we've had big crowds, especially on Tuesday night mm. for folks then, and I think the players have delivered a good performance as well. Um, so hopefully they like 
you know, watching the team and obviously the, the environment that we create and obviously the, the environment that you guys create as, yeah. as supporters as well. It's, uh, yeah. it's a massive draw to, to any player who wants to play in front of that. Yeah. Um, and have that every other week at home is, like I say, a massive, massive pull. Yeah. And, um, it's, a, it's a 12th man as well. Yeah, right? no, pitch. definitely, yeah. definitely. You want to you be playing at, at big clubs and you know, Worthing now are a big club for this level. Yeah, yeah definitely, 100%. I mean, you look at it. I mean, you can even look at like, We'll talk about El Clasico now, the two games each side of the new year versus our lovely rivals down the road. I mean, firstly, that one on which was meant to be the 27th postponed very late on must be very frustrating for you and the lads. And you no know, great testament to getting it on again the next day and managed to sort of. I really thought everyone was sort of thinking, are they doing this to try and put us off because the rain was awful overnight? We're not going to say, we're not going to get liabilities on here or anything <laughs> like that. But it must have been quite frustrating because you would have set up for over Christmas. You, the players, would have had one focus, which was that Bogner game, and then to be told it's off. I mean, how, how do you deal with that? Like, what was yeah, the sort I think of like, did you? When did you find out? Was it like, was, was it on the management committee? You had like sort of text going. No, through yeah, basically, Jack picks up the phone and called me about eleven and said, "Look, this is this very in doubt. The rain's still coming. Um, you know, it might be on at the moment, but if all your fans sort of travel in, you travel in as a team, and there's a good chance that it could be called off with the amount of rain that keeps coming." Um, and I said, oh, OK, just let you know. And then he called me back about 10 minutes later and said, would you be up for coming back tomorrow? And I said, yeah, I just want to get this game on and get it played. Like, obviously, um, that was my initial thinking. And then you go to the board and say, look, this is what it can happen. And then they start thinking about the fans a little bit more and you know what that means to players that made, um, fans that have made plans and can't make yeah. that day and stuff yeah, like that. There's a lot of fans frustrated yeah. with um, you know, the decisions and you stuff. You haven't got yeah. that with players, though. No, yeah, yeah exactly. Players for me, it was an absolute blessing because I got another session in. I said to the boys, look, you're coming in anyway. Who can make a training session if we start and we would manage to get come here and, and have a session? And yeah. you know, the testament to the players, they've been ex first class over the Christmas period. Oh, yeah. They would come in, like I say, they, they didn't get paid extra for coming in and doing an extra mm. day's um, work. Um, they come in, they, they trained all over the Christmas. I think we trained on the Thursday before Christmas, then we trained on the 27th, and then they played on the 28th. Um, and I'm glad they got the rewards for showing that kind of level of professionalism as well. Yeah. And, and you know these boys as well, that they're going to look after themselves yeah. and you know they're going to obviously enjoy the festive period like they, I'm sure they did, but at the same time, including, you know, we, we need to be performing because, uh, you know, they are part of a big club and, you know, they need to, need to perform and know there's going to be a big following and big, lots of eyes on them. So they don't want to let themselves down. It was a different and, uh, class that game though, like they really did, because obviously when we went one down, it was a little bit of a mistake from um, Harrison and Goal, like, you know, he sort of hesitated and that was that mistake there. But Bogner really didn't show much on the pitch otherwise. And you could see from where me and Pete were doing the commentary how frustrated the bench was, because it was like they weren't the same team that, you know, you could say earlier in the season when they beat us here at home, I don't think they deserved to win that. They were just got unlucky, two lucky sort of touches and that was it, the game was gone. But, um, you know, to see that response, you know, as a manager, you must be really proud of them to like saying because there could have been that little thing like, oh, you know, you got an extra session, but still, are they going to be focused? And like, you know, they're trying to do a bit of housery on us or something like that. And you know, it's great to that response. Fantastic. No, yeah, it was, a, and also like uh, towards the end of the session, I think about 12, 20 fans turned up as well. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. And I think like 
any newbie to the to the squad goes flipping like you're part of a, a big yeah. club here if you're getting these yeah. guys this is turn the up sort, sort of stuff you see like in Italy and things isn't it yeah like, the fans turning turn up, up for training. training and stuff like that but those all sat in the stands <laughs> or get Matthew to start the but like yeah it was, it, was, it was brilliant they turned out obviously you know you can see they're disappointed because they'd made their way over yeah, but yeah, come back yeah. on the train obviously heard that we'd be training and, and turned up and no, yeah it's yeah. Mid, mid through doing some set pieces and like yeah just see some fans <laughs> come around the corner it's, it's like chant, yeah, yeah it's, it's but again not just bogging like generally you know we go a goal behind we, we seem to not let it affect us at all it's like you know heads up keep going get on with it no yeah that's we want to sort of be competitive in you know every, every minute of every game you know you can't um, let up and the good thing is that they are such a really professional group. They do want to work hard. They don't, um, you know, any time we get together training and every minute of every game, they will give their all for you. Um, and I think, you know, that's you know, full praise to, to the players. They've got a great group here, right. great mentality. It's a great um, mindset they've all got. They all want to do well. And, um, yeah, that, that sort of spirit does go a long way, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. And you can see, like, you know, it just... just even watching training while we're waiting to speak to you, you can see like just the camaraderie within the squad. You know, they really are a family, aren't they? And you're saying you've got these people that have come and you've got some that have gone. Um, but I genuinely think that, you know, you can't get a better bunch of players, which is why that end goal is like, it must be so, as you say, like if it doesn't happen for one reason or another, you know, hopefully you plan for the next season, but looking hopefully lightly that that family stay together and build on that. And, you know, you, you rise up the football pyramid like we all like to see. Yeah, obviously there's a long, long way to go, yeah. and we'll just be fully focused on on Saturday because we know that. Yeah, cause we said we said to um, Callum. Obviously, we know what everyone's winning around us, which is why it's so important to yeah. be winning. Like, just if you keep winning, the title's ours. But do you guys? Are you just focused on the next game? Do you not? Do you not focus on the rest of the league? Are you just thinking no, about yeah, the next game? We've and, always done yeah. that. I've always done that. Yeah. When I come in, and you know, we need to get points to stay up. Um, it was the same focus then. You know, all we can concentrate on is is taking care of business on the Saturday and that's um, the way that we've always worked and you know this what's still us in um, good stead so far so we're definitely not going to change that and get too carried away. Um, all the plans and everything are for the club to be upper division that's where we want to get to mm-hmm. um, but you know like I say it's not guaranteed to happen no. next season so but we want to plan for it when it does happen because um, you know I've got two and a bit years left and in that time I want to hopefully be managing this club in the in the National South and that's that's the goal um, so we want to start planning for that when that happens um, and like I say yeah we've just got to take one game at a time Crimson yeah. Casuals will be a real tough test well, they, 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 they were tough at the beginning of the season weren't they it was like, tough you know, we yeah. found it hard to break them down because yeah, they, 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 they beat us in the league or was that a draw in the league uh, I think beating 1-0 Better than, um, yeah, it was that. It was quite a scrappy game. Yeah, right? scrappy game. It's the FA Cup was the frustrating yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, I think we should have took care of business. Both both times we played them at home, I think like we had chances first half to put the game beyond them, and we didn't take them. Um, and then obviously we drew in the cup and won one nil, but found it tough to break them down the second half. And at their place, I think like we just didn't turn up. Um, yeah. No personnel, and made a few changes, and yeah. maybe wasn't the right time to do it. But um, yeah, so we know all our focus just goes on, on, on to Saturday's game and know it's going to be a tough yeah. test and that's, that's how you've got to look at it. It's, you know, we can't look beyond that. That's all we can take control of 
is that next game. Um, yeah. So looking too yeah. far ahead is never gonna. And you you can't control right. what other teams are doing. No, right? that's right. Hundred yeah, exactly. percent. Yeah, I mean, there's no point going. We need this many wins. We've got 15 games left, I believe. 15, 16 games left, and there's no point looking and going. We need this many wins. All we can do is focus on getting no. three points and getting to 60 points on Saturday, which would be oh, it's 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 an um, unbelievable. Um, points tally for the amount of games that we've got by the end of January that's yeah it's good and that's um, you know that's what we'd be looking to do but you know once we got to that then the next focus goes getting to 63 points and Mm. and and that's how we work I mean it's pretty boring and that but yeah, that's that's. Don't matter if the wins keep coming. We're in the semi-finals of the Sussex Senior Cup. We're yet to know who we're playing. Obviously, we can play uh, Horsham, Brighton, and uh, Three Bridges at the moment. They're left the draw. We'll, by the time this goes out, we'll know the draw. Um, are you looking for a league and cup treble for the end of the season? Oh, yeah, or? I think we've like, got, we yeah. got to be competitive. We've got yeah. a Velocity Trophy. Are you Wednesday? looking at the same for the Velocity, like doing a competitive squad for that? Or are you going to sort of play some of the maybe players that aren't going to be in the sort of first team as much as they'd like? Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity to look at, at players and give players minutes and keep everyone fresh going into the, to the run of the season. Mm. But at the same time, I believe in the squad and believe we sh- should be competitive and look to do well in that competition as well. Um, we look at the Bogner game, for example, it wasn't probably the fullest strength team, but like it was still a very strong squad, and that yeah. was some of the players that don't get mixed, yeah. and we still beat them 2-0 and quite convincingly. No, that's right, yeah. So that, that's, that's the belief that I've got in the squad, otherwise they wouldn't be here playing for us. And um, you know, I've said to them all the time that they're all going to be needed, especially when you've got Saturday, Tuesday, oh. Saturday, Wednesday. It's pretty much what it's like um, for the next couple and of got, months, isn't it? We've got yeah. suspensions, we've got injuries, we've got now Miki's got an injury, we've got suspensions now for Danny Barker. So everyone's going to be needed and we want them to be ready to to step in and, and, and take the shirt mm. and I think we've got the squad to do that. Um, so it's important that we do keep them fresh and give them minutes as well. Um, but yeah, we want to, at this stage of the season, we've still got three competitions, three trophies to try and go for and, and that's what we want to do. That's what we as a club we want to be doing that. I think the under nineteens are opportunity to do the double, the under eighteen's got the opportunity to do the double. Um and we're still in free competition as well. Um, and you still got a women's team that could yeah, be like, you know, it's, exactly. it's they're so close to the top right now. It's amazing. That's right. Every team in this club right yeah. now. Yeah. So and, that's what we, that's 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 the title of um that's what, we want to, club, yeah. that's what we want to try and build in. We want to get used to getting in semi-finals, yeah. used to going for league titles and stuff like that. As a club, um, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight, but that's what we want to get used to and make, make the norm for, mm-hmm. for us moving forward. But that's, that's a really good point you make about how well the, the age group teams are doing because that's the next generation coming yeah. through. I mean, if you look, look at the uh, um, Tuesday night, we've got a big game against Folkestone and we've got Jasper, Luca and James Beresford that were yeah. the first boys in our education I that program. Photo. That photo yeah. is brilliant. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they didn't like it. Tom Colbrown, that's um, oh, Joel's yeah, brother. Joel's yeah, so. Is he still around the club? Um, uh, he's sort of playing just locally now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like Naif, what Naif does really well um, is he still keeps in contact with all those boys. If they've been at the club, like he doesn't just as soon as they leave he still keeps in touch with them make sure they're alright make sure they're still enjoying their football and if there's anything the club can do to help and I think Nave's been you know an excellent appointment on that sort of side yeah, of things yeah. um, to pull everything together yeah. and really take it on you know 
it's been a massive, massive. It's like you said, it's always good to keep relationships going. It's like you said about the Danny Cashman side yeah. that we had in the summer. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, he's he's playing. He's signed for Coventry. He's playing in League Two, I think, at the moment. No, and, and like the same thing with like James yeah. Bradford. Like we kept in contact with James, yeah. and he wanted to. He's had a lot of trials and gone and gone a different route to yeah. sort of what Jasper and Luca have gone. Yeah. Luca got signed at Brighton and then come back. So I think it's important that you do keep that relationship with people. And if they're part of this club, then you know we do want to uh, invest into their yeah. future and make sure that they feel part of it. And not just when if they leave, you know we're still keeping tabs on them and making sure they're okay. And I think we've got a duty of care now to youngsters to make sure that we sort of do that as well and um, that's a like, big part of what we do as well and we've got, got lots of under 18s at the moment that go out on trials and Nafe's always messaging them making sure that they're being looked after and stuff like that and you know, he, he does a really sort of mm. good job on that um, it's and it's a big yeah, part of what we do and, yeah. and then I'm not surprised that players do want to come back because yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they feel like they've been, been treated well. Never been away. No, that's right, yeah. That's it, yeah, 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 definitely. But, um, Unless you've got anything else to add, I think we, we kept you, you know, get yourself home and win, in from the cold, because it's really cold out there. And really, we're looking forward to Saturday against Corinthian Casuals. Hopefully we can keep this um, good streak going. And when we speak to you at the end of February, hopefully there'll be a few more points in the bank and uh, a little bit closer to that goal. But um, Adam, it's been really fun to be watching over the Christmas period. So no credit to you and the coaching staff and the team. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. Occasionally frustrating. Saturday against Hornchurch, but yeah. these things happen in football. But you know, as long as we we still love coming down and watching and see the sort of how good the players and the squad are. So thank you for making it entertaining. It's never easy to support a football team that are going for promotion because no. <laughs> you Definitely do get those things. But, um, but yeah, like so the players have been excellent over this this period, yeah. and I'm just pleased they're getting their rewards. Really, yeah. um, you know, it's all very well. Yeah. Me taking all your products, but it's yeah. down to them. Yeah, They're going to deliver, on the, one around the, deliver on the pitch. So. Yeah. Anyway, keep on yourself. We'll see you guys. Uh, awesome chaps. Yep. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. It's always good to speak to Hinch. He always sits down, he always takes time for us. And to be honest, like for a fans led podcast, he's very open and honest with us, which is great. And Jensen, I know we say every month, but you know, we wouldn't get that at many clubs. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a broken record us saying this every month, but. He's just fantastic with us, with his time, and he's so open hmm. with what, what he has to yeah. say. You know, even when we turn the mic off, you know, he sits there, he's sitting there chatting for 20 minutes after the mic was turned off, and that's just the sort of love of non-league that you have. Yeah, it's, you know, going back to what we were speaking about previously, it's just his commitment, I think, his commitment to the club. And he's got a pure yeah. passion for, yeah. for Worthing. And I mean, obviously, we want, we want to see him progress in his career, but hopefully it's under the red and white of the Rebels. Um, in the National League. You know, I think I think the model that we have at Worthing has been a, a model that a lot of clubs would envy. Yeah, as I alluded to before, the, the, the whole thing with Worthing at the moment, when you look at it from the, the board, you know, the people that have come onto the board in the last last few years from what it was years ago, um, they're, they're, they're all professionals. They're all mm. professional people. And Adam is a professional person. Go to the Kitman Stewart. They've got a set thing they want to do. That everything is prepared for the players. By the t- by the time they get to the ground, everything's laid out, ready for them. So there's professional feel about the whole match day, and everything behind the scenes is geared up for match day. And what mm-hmm. the club does and the board does behind the scenes is all is all geared us to be run as a you know a professional club. Mm. No, it's very true. There's- there's no grabbing your shirt out of a black bin bag and being left with a double XL one when you're small.
Exactly. But, but there is a times when Pete gets confused on commentary when uh, Harrison mails down as number one, but he comes out wearing a number 13 shirt. <laughs> Yeah, but he, <laughs> I don't get confused because I know he's the goalkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> you just need to put a three next to his name on the team sheet, don't you? Or, just, or you it, thought, just, it just annoys me that he's number one on the team sheet and then number 13. But then we had an instance the other week with a women's game where me and Gareth are in the press box and I'm doing the tannoy. And woman comes on, the shirt number's not even listed on their squad sheet. And it's like... Ain't got a clue who that is. Then I'm getting Gareth. Who's that? Who's that? Has come on to an answer. He's going. I don't know, Pete. Like, don't, don't set know. Gareth off. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it, it was it was it was crazy that people teams can't put a proper number. Next but to I thought. Person. I mean, I don't know if it's the same down at the women's level. But I thought that you know, in any league, that they have to have the team sheet listed and the players listed for like league purposes, yeah, they or do. there could be fines. They do. They do have to have it listed properly, but there was a, a number which wasn't on the team sheet, and we were like, "Well, we ain't got a clue. It's come on, so we'll just stay. We'll just stay quiet. Stay quiet. Just say, just ignore the PA. Um, talk about the women's team. Uh, good link in there, Pete. They they've been they've been obviously achieving above, above above and beyond really right now. I'm speaking to John, and we'll, we'll we'll go over to him in a minute. But you know, for a few new signings. And obviously, we spoke to him at the beginning of the season, spoke to John when he came into the club. He spoke to Ellen Newman. We spoke to Chloe Lelly, and they were hoping to get mid-table. But they're pushing towards the top. And, you know, these new signings have really, really brought a sense of achievement to the squad. And there's some amazing, amazing results coming through. It's the, the, quality, the quality of players that, that John's attracted to the club. You know, there are players that have dropped down, dropped down a level to play for Worthing, to play for John, and to play in the, the Worthing setup. And... Uh, it's, it's beyond impressive. Yeah, we've done had three women women's games in a row, and um, yeah, all the performances were good. Uh, new signing Emily Linster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ran with the ball, and the forwards pulled their central defenders out of the way, and it was like a part in the Red Sea. So she ran virtually the length of half the pitch. Yeah, it's opened up for her. Hit a shot, great goal, and Sophie Humphries. Yeah. If you haven't watched the highlights of the women's game, Sophie Humphreys scored a goal the other week. She collected it about 35 yards out, turned and hit it, dipping shot in the back of the net. It was a thing of beauty. Yeah, but as as John mentions in our chat as well, you know, how things are developing off the pitch as well. You know, the, the whole again, the whole structure and professionalism around the games and the team. Mm the setup and that the crowds are on the increase as well yeah and talking about structure and professionalism look how good these you know our hosts of the rebel yell podcast is and spencer has just linked into that beautifully so we will go and cross over to john now talk about professionalism spencer wow here's john this is the rebel yell podcast john it's been a long couple of months quite a successful uh couple of months i'd say for the women's team the only defeat in the sussex cup mm. to crawley was which you said there would be a challenge anyway didn't yeah. you but overall what what are your thoughts on the last couple of months well most recently you know this month's been really good mm-hmm. so we've won two drawn one in the league mm-hmm. which has taken us up to fourth which is mm-hmm. which is nice crawley wasps i think uh, the girls surprised themselves didn't surprise us as coaches but the game was a lot closer than they mm. probably perceived it would have been. And, and actually, it was probably down to us going down 1-0 in the first half by giving the ball away pretty cheaply. So mm. for me, this month has been really good uh, and, and certainly moving up in terms of our performances and in our league position has been really good. We're discussing it outside. Is there promotion from playoffs in this league or not? Is it just the first place gets promoted? No, it's just the first place okay. get, gets promoted. Yeah. So... Um, 
it's it's really tough to get out of the out of the leagues. Mm. You know, you're relying on losing very very few games. Usually, mm-hmm. a team that gets promoted and maybe loses two games a season. Mm-hmm. So you have a bit of a dodgy spell. You, you're really up against it trying to trying to get out of the league. Yeah, like because I've noticed Ashford are the ones at the top of the moment, yeah, like you thought right. and you expected. Yeah. So I guess you build on this season. You know, you finish where we're doing so far so good. Yeah. I guess then hopefully next season it'd be like in the men's league. They want Worthing out of the league so some other teams can get promoted. <laughs> you might be able to build on it then. Well, hopefully, I, I think a lot of um, teams are maybe not necessarily investing financially, but investing and in, in supporting their women's team. Mm-hmm. So you look, we've got Millwall in the league. We've got Fulham in the league, so Fulham have got a, a full-time manager, although his full-time job is working in the community side of things. You've got those sort of teams in there to get past, so we need to be able to attract players because we won't be able to pay them. There needs to be something here that we have that attracts them. So the obvious thing is the, the facilities, as we spoke about before, hopefully they've seen some of the performances on the pitch and seen that side of things. The new media team coming in and doing a bit of work and, you know, the match day experience, all of those things allied to what we can do in terms of training and how we can develop players, that needs to be our attraction. So this season, in a way, is kind of like a benchmark, I guess, yeah. for, for the end of the season to be going out there and saying, right, this is what we've done as a club, this yeah. is where we're going, yeah. this is what we've, you know, how we've developed Definitely. off the pitch and on the pitch. Definitely, and, and that, that was really what, what, what it needed to be about, was to to show a progression and I think we've we've done that and we've done that really well as as, as a club and as staff etc we've we've shown that progression hopefully the players can can feel that and see that and obviously they're you know it's it's always a small community the football community especially the, the women's football community so hopefully they're, they're seeing what we're doing and um, we'll have more people uh, coming this way next season this January it's been a busy month at home mm. I feel like it's fun quite a few home games in a row. Yeah, we have. Am I right in thinking February, all away games, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing at home. Yeah, so we've got three away games in a row and we've got the teams that we've spoken about. We've got Ashford in the League Cup, first round of the League Cup. We've got um, Millwall and Fulham. So all the ones that are pushing and developing and challenging. So yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough few weeks. Yeah, it does seem that it's going to be difficult out of those three which do you feel is going to be the biggest challenge well I suppose you get a free hit in the cup games you know we we've got the cup game first I want to play them again because they really gave us a hammer in the last time we played so it doesn't necessarily always work out that the next time the game is a lot closer but I'd like to see how we've progressed in terms of Millwall and Fulham they were really close games really tough games so I'm guessing they would have improved as well. So hopefully those those games, uh, for me, the league is far more important because of the fact that you know we want to keep that ascendancy going. Covid has been rife over sort of the last six weeks. Really, mm. has that affected the players that you've had available for matches in January? It affected. We didn't have Amy Critchfield, who who unfortunately came down with Covid uh, before the semi final. So <laughs> as an 18 year old, a, a first. Um, Moving to a first team, she was probably absolutely gutted that she couldn't even be in, in a member of that squad. She was a little bit ill with it. Kelly Newton, our um, assistant manager, couldn't make it on the weekend because just before she was about to leave, her test was positive. So she, she wasn't able to do that. So that was a bit of a challenge. And there's been a couple of others that have it. I suppose one way we've been lucky, but that doesn't mean 
the next time we talk, we've been having no subs and Kelly's played 90 minutes maybe. So, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't help when you've got that on the back of your, in the back of your mind. I've lost track of it, I think it's been two months, but I think it has been since the last time we talked, some, yeah. like, some new signings yeah. for the, the women's team. How did they come about? Like, you know, just give yeah. a bit of background, because obviously, as you say, they're not paid. I, I think they were quite local. Bex, Bex is from... Yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember if we spoke so about Bex. Bex Bell and Molly Thorns both yeah. come from Chichester, so yeah. they live that way. So we've signed. Bex has played. She's scored, actually, an excellent goal on the weekend. Great Molly's point. getting her fitness back. She didn't really play last season at all, so she's developing that side of things. And we've just introduced Emily Lintzer and Katie Cooper. Katie played, hurt her back, couldn't play last week. Emily did her first start on the weekend, so that was really, really encouraging we could get them into, yeah. the, into the squad. Are you looking now at next season, starting to build on that to develop the team to maybe challenge for the promotion spaces next year? Is this what sort of you plan out at this time of year? I, no, I want us to just carry on. Let's do as best as we can. Getting yeah. as high as we can in the league. Yeah. You know, that'll look after itself in, in terms of that. It'll be a massive morale boost for the girls. And obviously, if you're trying to recruit in the summer, it, look it what would. we did this year. Yeah, you know, we, we, um, you know we're, we're, we're getting better, we're progressing, and I want us to keep that going. I think yeah. trying to mix it up too much, you might get a few inconsistent performances mm. and we had that at the beginning of the season we want yeah. to get consistency so we need to recognize that we haven't got a reserve team so players have to play so i have to change it around a little bit but i'm not you know just playing players we'll see how they are next season i'm yeah. trying to trying to win every game so any more signings before the end of the year do you think or is that going to be we've it? had a couple of other people training with us yeah. so maybe 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 add to the strength yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. yeah no, that, it's been I mean from yeah. I haven't been able to get down That's for a while. Encouraging. Yeah. On, on the field and off the field with you know the direction everything's going it's really encouraging. I mean just look where they are in the league, it's amazing. The women's team's done really good for the club and you know, you look at the men's team, what we're doing in the Sort of Ismian is going to help the women's team because new facilities may appear and stuff like that, which is obviously going to help you. Yeah. But I mean, to have another club and another team that's doing so well, yeah, be proud. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm proud to say. And Gina, I know yeah. when you come down, you and when you've been able to watch the bits of the games, you've been quite impressed by what you've seen. Yeah, I think the the standard is is so much better than many people expect it to be. Good. You know, you come here, you do watch really good football. I know there's some talk about. Um, you know, as, as, the, as the evenings get lighter, getting the young mascots along again yeah. and, and getting the kids involved. Yeah. Do you find that the team enjoy having the Definitely. youngsters around? Definitely. It feels a better atmosphere. You've got the, the mascots, you've got their parents, you've got their friends, you've got their other siblings. And it generates a greater atmosphere. Mm. And, and I think the players sort of thrive off that a bit. You know, you've got a bit of noise, you've got a few people interested in what they're doing. I think certainly that, that helps. They certainly make their voices heard. They do. The, the, the young do. girls, don't they? They certainly yeah. do. Yeah, on the highlight. So when they say, you, see, you can hear them scratch chat. They must sit around the camera. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No. it's quite quite impressive it's the good, amount of noise yeah. that the no. small people can make. Yeah. and it's really heartwarming to see actually. It's sort of like that next generation getting involved and getting interested. Yeah. Yeah, so some of the teams have obviously uh, are local. Some of the mascots are local, so there's a there's an interest there as well because there are some players who play for us who are local. So it's you, you might even see them walking doing their um, post round or something like that. <laughs> you might see Gemma doing it. Yeah, there you go. No, it's good to see. Well, um, I guess that's all that. Uh, long may continue. We look forward to speaking. We'll try not to leave it too much this time. Yeah. Blame Christmas and COVID and all that. We'll do that, but um, we'll speak to you at the end of February to see what the games are. Hey, Johnson, thanks for your time, Thanks, John. For time. thanks no John. Cheers. Thank Brilliant. you. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast.
Yeah, so let's link out that. It's, it's going so well, guys, isn't it? You know, John there, Spencer with the links, Pete with the links. God, I'll be out of a job soon, guys. I thought I was a smooth, smooth operator when it came to links and everything like that. But you guys are, you guys are just growing and blossoming like a beautiful flower in the garden right now of the podcasting specialties, aren't we? You can shut up now, James. Oh, I, I, see, some... I, get, I get enough abuse trying to say, Pete, I try and take the mick out of him. So I'd be nice and I'd get a backhanded compliment. Go, he goes, to take, stop, shut up now. I, I don't believe it. That's why. It's all a bit floral, wasn't it, going on about flowers? Yeah, well, well what, can, what else can we do? Um, blossoming into a national league side then or something like that. Let's do that. Is that more relative? And... Maybe we're getting more professional like working on with their setups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe next season we can build a studio somewhere in uh, in Worthing, call it the Rebel Yell Studio. Well, we did... Dave Cockeratchew up saying with the plans to like renovate the ground that if he's doing a, a gantry of the opposite side it's going to have to be named the Rebel Yell Gantry so then he replied to me yeah if you've got eight grand mate it's very all yours I was like oh, cheers Dave we'll work on them we'll work on them we'll work on them I think I think we can meet halfway and a little bit less and he won a crowdfunder for Rebel Yell uh, great sponsorship <laughs> opportunities for National League South podcast hey we won't get carried away because we've still got that it, it, it's getting carried away it is we, we've said it after games, guys. It's, it's frustratingly so close, but it's so frustratingly tight right now in the league, especially with the men's. You know, you know, we as we quite rightly said, if we keep winning, then we've got no reason. But, you know, there was a couple of results when we, you know, this past weekend when we drew 1-1 with Corinthian casuals. The oh, results hard, did go man. away. It, oh, mate, I hate that ground. And I said to the guys, as you know, Pete, you're right, I said to the guys after, I, I really like the people at the club. The, the You know, the fans are nice. You know, the, the staff are really nice and welcome. And I said to them, I was just perfect. I said, I effing hate coming to your ground. I absolutely hate this place. I said, you frustrate us. You, it's just, you, you're a brilliant club and I love you guys, but I hate this ground. And I hope I never come back again. And he said, you know, you won't come back in. This will be the last time for a while. I said, no, the thing is, is this league's way too tight to even say that yet. And yes, we are the favourites, like, possibly now but we need to look at our backs for Enfield that are really close I think that's going to be a huge game when we play at the end of the month 26th yeah, so yeah. when we record our next podcast it could be a very uh... do you know what I'm more scared of Hornchurch really they are proving very hard to beat at the moment very hard to beat but then you can say if, so are what, we we haven't lost everyone... since Carl Shorten. they haven't lost in 11 the only time they've dropped points was against us but all, all the teams kind of seem to go on little runs don't they and then yeah, coming to fall away again, and they will start beating each other. And yeah, like Lewis are having a dip at the moment, but I think all that's probably around the yeah, of speculation. Bishops were on a run, weren't they? And they've sort of dropped back down again. And... Well, but the thing is, all the teams around us, including ourselves, we've all got to play each other still for the second match of the season, so points will be dropped. But we've we've got some good fixtures to come as well. If you look, where we should hopefully put some points on the table, and hopefully. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, starting this coming weekend with with Wingate. But I think it's a good chance to go through some of the results we've had since we last recorded a podcast. Starting at the beginning of um, December, feels like ages ago, 2-0 win over Cray. Brilliant result. They had to restructure because they lost most of their team to Lewis, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. And everything. So they've they've had to rebuild. It's been difficult. And and of course, now they're sitting on a three-point deduction. Yeah, no, it's true. And did you, have you found out what that was about? The three points was. I haven't. I haven't got to the bottom of it. I it's got to be fielding an eligible player or something like that. It's, usually, that's it's, what you it's, it's usually an eligible player. Yeah, yeah. an eligible player. Hello, um, Going on to that, we had a horrible cold midweek game up Harringay Borough. Frustrating coach journey. I heard it was just such a cold night, and we just didn't seem to get out of the box there. And 
I still remember that was like what well, that was a famous stick that on your effing commentary when uh, that which we found out was your chairman because I celebrated chairman, a little bit wasn't too it? much. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you were so celebrating our goals and when they scored, you went mental. We didn't realise who so, he was, and then it's like not until yeah, the stadium announced. Said, commentary. yeah, that was a uh, that was the chairman doing that. I was like, but. Those, he, put you uh, in your, he put you in your box. He did, literally. But I, I, mate, I literally hate those Tuesday night games. We've had a few over December where the Margate, you know, on the weeknight, which we lost 4-2, oh, and it's just a horrible yeah, with okay. that. Come on, Margate! Come on, Margate! Oh, oh. I was listening, to it, for, I was listening to it from time. abroad. Yeah, we have Yeah, people are still talking about it now on the... Ga- it just makes me laugh. Gary, Gary, Mr... Mr. He was literally, he was getting so angry at that bloke, wasn't he? And Gary's Mr. Karma Collective, but I think he literally is saying on the commentary, I want to go and wring his neck. Didn't we all? But we, we, we lost that game. That was, uh... And it made it even harder to listen to. Yeah, it made it tougher. But then, but then we all day. saved it for the following week, post-Christmas, a day later than expected. Some housery from Bogner, possibly. It was an awful thing because some people didn't manage to get to the game because of Christmas schedules and work. I was lucky because I actually did manage to get to the game. But a game that I thought was going to go very wrong when Bogner went 1-0 up. But to come back, hold a composure, 3-1. Yeah, I never panicked at, at 1-0 because... We yeah, but you're karma team. collective. This is and me the, we're talking yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the second, the second half, we just absolutely dominated that game. Yeah. No way on earth. It was just how many, how many can we score? Yeah, sometimes... It seems sometimes it seems like we need to concede to get going. We do that too much, though. <laughs> it's like, oh god, we've gone one down again. <laughs> but you know that that game. I mean, I it was, it was one of those things. I thought I caught a COVID after, but I'd done the testing. But I think it was just my shouting and my impressions of Jack Pierce. Um, really, really did uh, take a yeah, toll please, on my throat. <laughs> please don't do it again. <laughs> I'll save it please for for next time. Oh, it was just great. I just loved it. It went, you know, because Bogner went on and on and on about how we've never beaten him at that place. But, you know, we'll go on to that in a couple of weeks later. Did it again. But, you know, we managed to get revenge with a lovely dry your eyes, mate. And their Twitter account then seemingly disappeared not long after that. So, yeah, you um, enjoyed that, didn't you, James? I did enjoy that. Yeah, I think I enjoyed that a little bit too much. And I even talking to some of the fans in the bar after and they were laughing. So, yeah, yeah, we gave it to you, you know, like, but fair play, you know. But then another Sussex derby on New Year's Day, a penalty hat trick, which looking at the highlights was just crazy from the referee. Some of them shouldn't have been penalties, but we don't care. We got three points. Um, Horsham struggling this year. A derby is a derby, as we said. Yeah, it's all, all three points in the bag, isn't it? That's all we care you about. Know, it, was, it, was def- it was a def- definite, at least two two were definite penalties. The first one, I'm not quite so sure about. Yeah. I think there was, there was a foot there and uh, definitely took it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought they were like you say two, two, two out of the three were definitely nailed nailed on penalties. Yeah. Obviously, they weren't happy about it, but they're never going to be, are you? Never. That's gonna life, be. isn't it? Did you did you know who the last person to score a hat trick of penalties was? What in for Worthing or just in general? No, or? just in general football. No, it was Ronaldinho for Brazil in two thousand and four. Oli Pierce up there for Ronaldinho. Yeah, but be careful because. Because, you know, we don't want to fall into that Mick Sullivan mode where we're saying Brighton should be snapping Oli Pierce up. <laughs> no, Oli Pierce is rubbish. He's the worst player in the world. No one wants to buy him ever, ever. 30 goals. He's awful. But, you know, he's awful. Horrible player. He's useless. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, then we went next couple of days later. And I don't know if it was a New Year low or just the amount of games. Or complain- I sound like I'm Jurgen Klopp here complaining. But, you know, we lost 2-1 to Car Shorten, which another very frustrating game up in uh, South London. You know, one of those games that just, we, we're going to win some, we're going to lose some. But, you know, Pete, 
Spence, you both were there. Just such a it didn't turn up that day. The it performance was, just was frust- poor. It was just everything about that game was just frustrating. We didn't we didn't really seem to turn up. They they had a centre half who just cleared and got behind absolutely everything. Like everything. The goalie was time wasting from the tenth minute. It was just one of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing clicked every time we tried to do something. It just didn't seem to work. And I think Adam said in his interview afterwards that uh, he, he just didn't think we were switched on enough or aggressive enough in the mm, tackle. No. It, it just, we were hoping for a bounce back the following week against Leverhead, who had just had a change of manager, had a load of new players, clearly hadn't had time to get together yet. And a 4 0 convincing win, which could have been a hell of a lot more. Yeah, convincing that's two 4 0 wins over them this season. So, record speaks for itself, really. Maybe, they, maybe they just, they've got to a point where they maybe are too, too, for this, too much for this league. Yeah, I think, I think they're a level, level too high for the yeah. level of club that they are. And then we did the double in a matter of weeks away at Bogner in the Sussex Senior Cup. I wasn't there. I know Spencer wasn't there. Pete, you were there. Great performance. Yeah, it was made the chances, kept the ball. Wasn't, wasn't you know, 2 0. The game probably flatters them a little bit. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those uh, fantastic results. Another one against Bogner. I think it really did shut them up this time. Um, wasn't as big a crowd as we might have expected. Some trouble after the game, which was really uncalled for by the Bogner fans, which kind of frustrated us as fans because, you know, for a fact, if it had been at Woodside Road, they would have been all over it like a, a seagull on chips. Well, to, to ambush Worthing fans was... Yeah, uh, disgusting. And some bit, of the... Yeah, but we haven't heard young, anything Younger about. fans as no, well. Of course, you'd never hear yeah. anything, would you, mate? If it was us, you'd hear no, everything, but... but... Yeah. Like, like you just said, if it happened at our place, you wouldn't hear less of it. No, exactly. But let's move on because they're nothing to us anymore. Following week is when we had, I'd say, crunch time, starting to get down to the important fixtures. But you're playing Hornchurch, who, as Pete said earlier on, are one of the teams that he wants to look out for. A really niggly match, quite frustrating match at times. But then to be to be one nil up and concede literally in pretty much one of the last, well, I say one of the last, they nearly scored and scored a winner about five seconds later. The team just seemed to be defending, sitting too deep and Hornchurch was just over us, got that frustrating equaliser at the end. And Pete, as you said, you know, we said, even said at the beginning of commentary, if we take four points out of six here, we'd be happy. But I think for me, what upset me so much, what made you feel like a loss was the matter of the way it happened. Yeah, frustrating. I'm surprised we got the back of the stand left at Woodside Road, back of the main stand. <laughs> Why is that? Somebody slammed it. I don't, I don't know who would have do such a thing. I mean, talking about, I think Barry <laughs> turned around and thought, what the hell was going on behind that? Yeah, but with, with hindsight, it, it, it was a draw that felt like a defeat, wasn't it? Like beforehand, a draw, we were taking that, I think, as a, as a good result. I genuinely thought that we'd have more trouble with the Folkestone game coming up. I said it right, Pete, didn't I? Did I say it right? Folkestone. Yeah. Oh, wow. Folkestone. I'm learning. I'm learning. You got it. Dominated yeah. them. Dominated. Folkestone, I thought, was going to be the absolute real tough game. That we have, and yeah, we play some, some really good football back Yeah, and probably helpful playing them on a Tuesday. So you know they're they're travelling down. Some of them have been at work and travelling down, and you know it's probably thrown them a bit compared. To, you know, considering that was a rearranged game mm. originally meant to go on Saturday earlier in the season, it's pretty comfortable. And to be honest, I think it was just one of those games where behaviour of certain players from their side really put a dampener on it because that big fight at the end the referee and you know I don't like well I do like slating referees but you know only when it's when it's uh, 
it's needed. But that referee had no hand on the game. I mean, when after the big fight at the end of the game, he walked around with his little black book of players and went around randomly carding people he'd written down. It's like, sorry, if you'd actually been watching, their number nine, their striker should have been off before that fight even happened. You know, how the guy that grabbed Callum around the neck didn't get a red card. But obviously, Danny Barker, you know, he got he got card for his you know what his involvement in that but the referee right. saw him his but, involvement but he had okay. been attacked just before that but it shows how we, how we can frustrate teams we just frustrated them they turned yeah. up probably they were probably frustrated in themselves and we frustrated them out of the game and they they, they just just lost the plot didn't they basically mm. But then, like seeing them at the end, like running down the tunnel, almost to go into the changing room, folk two folks oh, and when, players. Yeah, it was when at the end, all they, everyone just two of their their players were just hanging by the entrance to the tunnel, waiting for the full time whistle. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the split second, the first blast of the whistle went. They were off down the tunnel. Callum was had his eye on them, was straight off down after them as well. Apparently, when they got to the end, when they got yeah. to the dressing room, they, they, the folks the players stopped and had a quick thing of like, what is it we're doing exactly? Yeah. <laughs> by just... the time Callum, Callum Keeley was on the scene as well. And it was like, yeah, right, this is, this yeah. is going anywhere. But <laughs> an important three points, you know, that's kept us right up there. Four points out of six, those two important games. Going into the bloody frustrating game at King George's Field against Corinthian Casuals, the last of the month. 1-1. We went 1-0 down. But the change, I was really glad Deshaun needed a goal to get his confidence back. And, you know, I thought he played really well when he came on at halftime. And if it wasn't for their keeper, we should have won that game. I think Cole Brown had one. I think Deshaun had a couple. Callum had a couple as well. But again, their keeper was time-wasting from 10 minutes in. It was just a shame for the Italian Worthing fan. Mattia didn't get his uh, second and Worthing win but he hasn't seen a loss yet so I think maybe that's a good omen yeah and, and he missed the goal yeah he missed you and him went to get a beer and like literally he said to me oh man I cannot believe it I missed the goal and I saw uh, uh, oh well you know I can't say it on the air but you know you know what he's like <laughs> Paul that's what he said but yeah. you know but at the end of the day we've lost two games in two months one away at Margate on a Tuesday night Always a difficult place to go. All right, Jeff. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, then the game at Carl Shorten. And always again, who always, always a good team. Always a tough game. And they're, tough they're game. on a they're on a good run. Yeah, yeah. So, so you look at you look at it in a cold light of day. Okay, we've dropped some points. You know, Corinthians. You would have expected us to pick up all three points, but again, uh, Jasper at the end of the game said. It felt last 15 minutes like they were running mm-hmm. in tree because of the pitch. Hornchurch stole an equaliser at the end. So, you know, we could have been four, five, six points yeah. better off than we it's are. Impos- but... It's impossible to mm. win every game unless you're Yeah, you can't expect Munich to go out every week, every week and win. But we keep winning, they keep winning. The yeah. games are going to run out sooner or later. What, what are we talking there? F- 15 left? Is it only that? Is it only 15 left? Mm. Crazy, isn't it? Cool. We had that worry of last podcast that could the season be curtailed. It looks like we've got through this Omicron wave and it's been good. We've got, you know, this month coming up, we've got Wingate and Finchley, we've got Merson, Kingstonian, which is another huge game. Bishop Storford, another big game away from home. Huge. And then the last game of Enfield, which is the biggest game. So we've got two games in a row in the league that are huge. And that put it out there. We get to that Enfield game. We beat Bishops, we beat Kingstonian, we beat Enfield. It's got to be. There's still be. There's still a lot of football. There is, but surely they're they're the ones that we've got to look out for. Without sounding too pundity, but it it obviously it it'd be a big help, massive help. Yeah. Um, Voice of reason. You know, there's a there's a there's a lot of foot. There is still a lot of football to be played. A lot happening. There is. 
Pete's car broke down, so he had to he had to ask around. We managed to blag a journey with uh, Stuart Evans, who's obviously a podcast regular, as you know, one of the youth coaches and uh, the kit man on a match day for the men's. But Pete sat down and uh, recorded a, a little match day sort of. What would you say, Pete? What would you say is sort of like a sort of diary, match day diary of what his day involves? Yeah, I, I was yeah, I was, I was opportunist, opportunistic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think as, I think as Stu's our kit man, you could call it a short. Hey. hey! Okay, um, we are on our way to Tolworth to watch Worthing versus Corinthian Casuals this afternoon. Uh, I've met Stuart, who's kindly given me a lift today because my car's not very well. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> um, so I've met you at the ground, 10.30, doesn't kick off till three. Why are we leaving so early, mate? <laughs> um, <laughs> Obviously, you've got a travel time to take into account as well. So we'll get there for like 12, quarter past 12. And then it's just an hour, really, of just me setting things up for the boys, making sure everything's ready for them, um, getting the team sheet done and just chilling myself, really, as well. To be honest, it's obviously a day out for me as well. So uh, I just like to get there, have a coffee, just chill out, mate, really. So, yeah. Okay, so what has your morning in town so far been the kit man for Worthing? Um, not a great deal, mate. So to be honest, I met Hinch for breakfast this morning. Um, so when I met well, down Mark Beans for breakfast, um, which is nice and catch up before the game uh, just relaxes us as well I guess um, and then I pre- uh, prepared all the kit yesterday so all the kits uh, all the kits ready um, so uh, ready for me to pick up uh, this morning so just load it in the car and away we go really so yeah nothing, nothing too special okay we were going through what we thought the team were earlier on the tactics board <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you said we'll find out later yeah yeah I, I uh, yeah I've got an idea of what I think it may be but their chops and changes quite regularly, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like. See what happens. So, obviously, being being a, I presume it's a volunteer role being the kit man, mm-hmm. and obviously it takes takes a lot of your time, and you've got a full time job. Yeah. How do you how do you fit that in? Um, I don't have a social life, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. Um, still no, single then? Yes, they're still single. Um, yeah, and like, it just, to be honest with you, mate, it just becomes part of your life, becomes embedded in you. And uh, yeah, you just, just get on with it, mate, really, to be honest with you. Just work extra hours in the evenings when you get back from training and just make up the hours when you can. Um, so yeah, it's just part of your life, really. How long have you been doing it for? Um, so I joined the club in, oh my good God, about six years ago. Um, I emailed George uh, after coming down for a game, about seven years maybe, um, and just said, look, I love what you're doing, I want to get involved. Uh, he got me in as commercial manager, because uh, I work in sales anyway, um, and uh, yeah, they started to get to know John Meany, who was the manager at the time, a bit more, and John said he needed a kit man, and then, yeah, so I think the first game was maybe Dagman and Redbridge right away in the FA Cup, um, it was my first game as, as kit man, uh, from memory, so a good game to, 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 to be, uh, to start, and then, uh, yeah, just on from there really and then obviously over the last couple of years got into coaching so okay and what's the what's your favorite part of being the kit man for Worthing um do I have a favorite part (laughs) of being the kit man I don't know if I do mate to be honest with you um no it's it's look it's it's stress it's hassle it's you have to be organized you have to be reliable I don't want to let the boys down so I worry about leaving stuff all the time and um making sure they've got everything they need because it's all part of their kind of preparation for the game as well so if I cock up and don't bring anything with me then it's I could potentially cock up their preparation but I just like being involved mate being being something like kind of being some of that obviously 
doing something that assists them to, to get where they need to get and winning. So I feel like I have an involvement, you know what I mean? I feel like I've, I've put something towards their win, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I just like being involved, mate, really, to be honest. Worst, worst part? Uh, not having any Saturdays. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, Saturdays are gone, completely gone. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the worst part of it, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, right, we will have, we'll have a pause and we'll... We'll get you back on in a bit once we get there and yeah. we'll talk about what you're actually doing yeah, fine. and no that other aspect of your job. So if there's anybody in a kit man out there. Yeah, email me. Uh, <laughs> let me know when you can start and I'll give you a start. <laughs> okay, brilliant. We'll catch up in a bit. Cheers. Okay, we've arrived at King, King George's Field for this afternoon's <laughs> game between... Corinthians and Worthing. Um, we're in the kit room. Stuart has already got the shirts laid out already. Pretty much there, aren't we? You're not so, far off it now. I can see uh, got Jaffa Cakes, Haribo, Mars bars, bananas, and Lucasade Isotonics. So you do look after the players. We try, mate. Yeah, like I said to you on the way up, it's just about giving the boys the best kind of preparation we can before the game, the most professional setup we can before a game. Um, to give them what they need to go out there and do the business, really, to be honest with you. So it's something that Hinch implemented when he came in. He wanted to, to kind of give them the best setup we possibly can. Um, completely agree with, with him as well, and something that I've brought into it as, as well. So yeah, it's um, we're doing our, we do our best for them. Right, um, and you bought the right colour kit because we're in the away colours today. <laughs> yeah, we set up. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> do, you, do you have a funny when you load the car off and you go, Oh, is it actually the right colour? <laughs> I have, like I said on the way up, I panic that I've left kit and stuff all the time. So, so yeah, that happens quite regularly, mate, to be honest. Okay, so this, this setting up in a dressing room, how, how long generally? Um, I say you've killed the back of it already. Yeah, yeah no, exactly that. I think I, I just want to make sure that when the boys get here, it's pretty much done. Um, if not, already done. I've got a team sheet to write out as well. So, yeah, I just want to make sure that it's all is there or thereabouts when they turn up. It's it looks it looks professional enough for them. Yeah, so as you say, we're we pretty much there or thereabouts now anyway, aren't we really, in terms of kit's pretty much done, shorts are done, shirts are done, okay. so we start chilling out a bit. And what will you do to chill out, just sit down? And yeah, I'd go and get coffee, get a team sheet out, yeah, check my phone, and yeah, just do stuff like that really. To <laughs> look at it. funny memes. Yeah, look at funny, yeah, exactly, anything that I could do just to yeah, get ready for the game. So obviously for me it's like, yeah, I need to get focused as well, so I've still got some responsibility during the game to, to make sure they've got everything they need. and, and yeah, shout at the line as much as everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> is the um, the ball's going to be pumped up properly today? Or is that Dancing Corinthians today? <laughs> uh, the Dancing Corinthians. Um, the balls are always pumped up correctly. It's just down to. It's funny how when a player misses a shot or misses an opportunity, it's down to the fact that the ball's not pumped up properly. Uh, so every home game, I give the rest of the balls at the start of the game. I say, can you just double check they're pumped correctly? And they say, yeah, 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 no, we will, we will, we will. And they never do. Or they'd say they do, and then they still moan at their flap. So. I can only do so much, no, it, it has been given us a chuckle in the commentary boxes. Uh, oh, I bet it has, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It hasn't for like, me oh, on another the sidelines. Another ball. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. because it's just, say anything to you? Uh, nah, not, not really, not really. He might... Same bloody house, Stu, one job, mate. The odd, the odd <laughs> comment, maybe, but nothing nothing malicious. Just more kind of, yeah, more just out of kind of, yeah, laughing and joking about it more, more than anything. It's the players more than, more than anybody else, really, to be honest with you, mate, so... 
Little fussy blighters, they really are. Yeah. Um, what time would the players start arriving? So, um, or they expected to get here? They so got the, a set the, time. Yeah, the meet's quartered to two, um, but the boys are really good. So the boys will get here anywhere from sort of one o'clock onwards, really. To be quite honest with you, um, depends how quickly they've travelled up. Some leave, obviously live in London, so it won't take them too long today. But yeah, probably around about one o'clock, I start expecting to see some of the players. Hence why I'm doing this now to make sure it's all done, ready for them. Okay, and you've, we've got the boom box as well. Yeah. Who chooses the music? Uh, that's Danny Barker's job. Is it? Yeah, ain't the greatest. I can see quite honest with you. Well, when we have done your favourite tracks or whatever it was, I think a couple of those with Danny Barker's. Yeah, been but then Danny, I, yeah, I've, Danny asked me to choose some for him, and then apparently gave me songs that were like a, a joke song. You know what I mean? Some that yeah. something he doesn't usually play. So I don't know. It's just rubbish loud music isn't it really at the end of the day you ain't the greatest Bless them. These, these youngsters yeah exactly i'm 35 now mate yeah. i don't need to listen have to that we, have we actually changed danny barker's name now to tyson fury yeah well he thinks he's tyson fury i did remind him um on on the wednesday morning that the punch was one of the worst punches i think i've ever seen so bless him. yeah for, for those who don't know he's uh, danny barker's red card on tuesday, tuesday evening um which is yeah quite Quite memorable, really. It wasn't the greatest, was it? Schoolboy antics going on. Yeah, at the end of a game. But there we go. Right, so that's what happens in the dressing room. So we will catch up with Stuart a bit later on. Okay, Kitman Stu, your day is done. We're on our way back now, back to um, Sunny Worthing, Dark Worthing. Mm. Um, your thoughts on the game today? Uh, yeah, didn't really get going, slow, a horrible pitch to play against, uh, play on, a horrible team to play against. Um, yeah, I think we just got, um, yeah, I just don't think we applied ourselves as well as we, sh we could have done and should have done and set those standards that we've, we've set so high and, and applied those standards we've set so high over the last few weeks that just, yeah. But anyway, it's a point on the road on a horrible pitch, there's another point hopefully towards the title, I guess, so it's got to stay positive. We always say, if you get points away from home and win your home games, you're always going to be up there at the end of the season, aren't you? Yeah, but we want to be up there and out on Clear. our own. Yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, it feels quite deflated. feels like two points dropped, but, yeah, it's um, go again on Wednesday. Okay, I thought first half we were really disappointing. Second half, I thought we made the chances to win the game. Yeah, I think, yeah, possibly, yeah, probably right. Um, I think we just maybe just didn't win our individual battles, didn't win second balls. Um, obviously, Mo had a, a point to prove against us as well. So, um, so yeah, but then there's players that have come in today, like Hinchcroft, he said, that should have been wanting to, to prove a point as well with other players out, out injured. So, ultimately, Dejon did when he came on, he scored. But except from that, some of the starters probably didn't apply themselves in, in the right way, bearing in mind that we're... Yeah, they're, they're fighting for their places as well. But anyway, it's, it's important to stay positive and move on to the next game, I guess. Okay, and from a from doing the kit today, your your, your point of view, how did day day go for you? Yeah, no, good, mate. It's just a standard standard Saturday for me, really. So yeah, no, it was all all good. So yeah, back drop everything off tonight, and then back in first thing tomorrow morning to start the washing process, um, and then uh, so we need the same kit again for Wednesday. So yeah, get that all ready and dried and repacks again straight away uh, I'm ready to go ready to go for Wednesday so yeah it doesn't doesn't stop will it be the UA kit again on Wednesday or yeah we won't look it again yeah yeah 
Yeah, so so you better get all that washed and cleaned. I saw the the mud on a uh, Jasper shorts. And I thought, yeah, that's why I like the blue kit. It's at least it's hides it a bit. White kit on that pitch would have been a bit interesting today. So yeah, so yeah, obviously I've got the youth team game in the morning. So I'll go come down to the club in the morning. Um, put a first wash on, go and do the youth team game and then come back and hopefully finish it off tomorrow afternoon. Okay, and what is your product of choice for getting stains out of kits? I don't even bother, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. I am the worst kit man when it comes to stains in kit. They they tend to uh, just stay in there, if I'm honest with you. Like you just put you just put a wash on with a normal. Just put a wash on normal aerial. wash. Uh, yeah, I think it's aerial personal. Yeah, one of the top top leading brands that have a washing powders are available. But, uh, but yeah, that is they just stay in there. To be quite honest, I'm the worst when it comes to that. So, <laughs> what time are you? Obviously, you've got a, a game tomorrow, haven't you? Yeah. So the under 16s who play in the 18s league have got um, Bognor away, which is a nice little tasty derby for us. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue our good run. And you look after the kits for all those teams? No, well. no, not at all. No, no. So I coach the under 16s. Yeah, um, you coach, but so you put this they get aside. The, they get all their no, they get all their kits uh, at the start of the season. They keep hold of them home, right. home and away. They keep they get their kits as part of their signing on fee, and then they keep hold of them throughout the whole of the season, basically. So. Right. So their mothers are responsible. Oh, Jesus, bring me any more work, Pete. Jesus <laughs> Christ, as much as it is. So their parents are responsible for their the mothers. Kids. Their mothers yeah. are, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this mother has got enough kit to wash. <laughs> <laughs> so your cycle on Wednesday, obviously you've got a full-time job as well. Yeah. Like most of us have got work. Yeah. Uh, is it difficult juggling it? Yeah, massively. Yeah, really difficult. Um, get away with murder, if I'm honest with you. Um, but yeah, I, I'll, I can't remember where I am in the country Wednesday, but work out my diary. I think I might be in Southampton. So yeah, go down to Southampton in the morning and then come back and reload the car probably about so three three o'clock and then just get straight back on the motorway uh, again and, and get back up to back up to the same ground yeah, so, yeah which yeah. is interesting i did ask the uh the staff at uh Corinthians today whether they fancy just washing it and re and laying it out for us on wednesday but they politely declined so <laughs> i tried my best <laughs> so, so right okay that sort of wraps up the life of a of a kit man anything else to add Stuart? no not at all no, no. just uh like I said earlier, if anybody's interested in, in being a kit man for us next season, just apply and I'll give you a start date straight away. <laughs> okay then, right, so we're, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to finish our journey back to Worthing. And I'll help Stuart unload the car when we're back at Worthing because I've Thank you very much. forgot to help him load it before we left. As I was uh, <laughs> so busy drinking a bit. Having a drink with the lads. <laughs> but that's life. All right, cheers, Stuart. Thanks ever so much, mate. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Well, I'm just going to put it as a because Pete's a passenger and he rides and he rides. No? Yeah? No. Cool. It, 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 it keeps him happy, Pete. <laughs> right. Thanks, Pete, for that. That was really a nice little unexpected nugget of fun that we've got on the podcast for this month. A little chicken nugget of fun, should we say? Anyway. Moving on quite quickly before I um, make myself sound even more stupid. Callum Keeley, as we can all agree, he came back to the club in end of November, beginning of December. I think it was just as we had recorded, maybe the day after or so we had recorded, just after the Dorking game that we got knocked out of the FA Trophy. And he came with mixed reviews from some of the fan base. Some, I really liked the guy. I think he was a good player. There's some fan base that thought, well, mm, why have we signed him? 
But I think by now, it's... at the end of this loan, you can say it has been an amazing, worthwhile addition to this squad. Absolutely, because obviously it's played it's played uh, at certain. Um, we got promoted to League Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he went to to Dorking, and he he has he has improved as a player, definitely. He's developed massively as a player mm. since. Not not that he was bad before; he was good before. But no. he's, 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 he, I think he's bulked he, up he, as well. He's a lot stronger. Yeah, yeah. he's developed physically definitely, and he, he's his gameplay, his gameplay, his, his football brain has 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 got has got better, and that's that's the, that's the playing at a higher level, learning the game. Yeah, and, uh, and he's hold, he's hold up play, linking players in, uh, just holding it. His turn and shoot as well. Yeah, yeah. Quick swivels on the ball that first that equaliser at Bogner when it came into on the edge of the six yard box turned into defender hit it bang goal did it against Folkestone as well didn't he turn and shoot on Australia Day which was nice to hear with his family listening from back down under um, his mum and his nan his mum and his nan uh, who we thought his nan was his mum until we got corrected didn't we Pete because we because Cheryl's <laughs> the one that always listens but um, you know he's been an amazing addition to the squad he's such a good guy he's such a genuinely nice person he loves being at Worthing which is all we care about if we see someone that loves playing at Worthing he's been a great addition to the squad as we record this on the 3rd of February to be released on the 4th we don't know what his, his loan has ended his last game was against uh, Corinthian but the murmurs around is that he's going to be here to the end of the season Hopefully that's true. And hopefully when we release this, it hasn't been announced. Sod's Law will say there'll be some statement put out tomorrow when we're just after release it saying Callum's return to Dorking Wanderers, which I hope to God not. But from what I've heard and what Pete and everyone Spence have heard, he, he should be here at least till the end of the season. And, you know, hopefully the way he's performed, I think we need a player like that to go into the National League if we get promoted. He's going to be a massive addition to our squad. And I'll phone, hopefully I'll phone Mark around. White at Dorking tomorrow. Go, do for it, mate. I mean, I did, I did. Oh, hang on. Callum Keeley has messaged me on Instagram. Oh, oh is this a live exclusive? Is this a live exclusive? Callum Keeley, hey man, any news on the load extension for me? Extended, mate, here till the end of the season. Get in. Oh, there we go. There we go. Rebel Yell Rebel exclusive. Yell exclusive. So um, I'll probably get in trouble if this comes out and someone listens to it first. But, you know, hey, ho, I don't care because Callum Keeley is such an addition to the squad and, you know, absolutely uh, love he's that. To- he's, he's told us himself, so it's not... Yeah. Any, is that, I mean, yeah. that's, I'm just going to reply, absolutely cracking news. But that was that's live from his, from his Instagram, and he's going to be one of those players we need to hold up. Him and Ollie have just been great up front. But on that amazing bit of news, let's hear from Callum as he sat down with me and Spencer last week at Woodside after training. Let's do it. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. We're joined by Callum Keeley, who's back at the club for the second time. Can't yeah. stay away, can you, mate? No, I can't. No, no. no. So, um, no, it's good to have you back. And, you know, to be honest, like... You've been quality since you come back, and massive. I think Spencer would say yeah, like just massive, you've added to that, addition. like you know your hold up play. You know yeah. you've, you, if you bulked up since you've been away, yeah, so, yeah, you people, seem like proper <laughs> unit at the front now. Don't people you? have said that. To yeah. Be fair. Um, no, I haven't done it because that was like what you did before, yeah. but it seems to be more noticeable now than when yeah, like last time. You just seem like this, just yeah, just strength on yeah. the front with the holding yeah. up play and oh, yeah. holding up. I think it's just like the experience of playing a little bit higher and, yeah. and then yeah. just come back. But we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I think because everyone knows who you are, you're not like yeah. a new well, you're a new signing, but you're yeah. not a new signing. So yeah. people know you because when we've had like people like Will on the podcast and like Dino and everything like that, they yeah. sort of talked about like them coming to the club what attracted them. Yeah. Also you don't need to ask you what's attracted you to Worthing because yeah, yeah. you come back. So something must be here today. Yeah, yeah, Got definitely. a new pitch, that's what you like that's to it, see. Yeah. Um, so Callum like just talk to us about your football journey. So when from a new young boy, you obviously you're from Sydney in Australia, are you? Yeah, Sydney. yeah so yeah, just tell us about your career, like where you started and what got you into football. So, um, and why you've given up that beautiful weather to come to this oh, table. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> stupid. Um, so, yeah, I started playing like 
proper young, maybe like four or five. Yeah. Um, just fell in love with it. My dad was a player and stuff. Um, so just have interest, like with oh, just pulled you there in Australia. Obviously, football is not maybe the nah, key sport. It's like more like Aussie rules and yeah, stuff like cricket, So why yeah. why football? Like when you had all those upper, upper opportunities. Uh, I mean, like my dad being a player as well. Okay, yeah. My dad played over here when he was like my age. Oh, um, who did he play for? I done like uh, Millwall played. It, yeah, yeah, I know. That's why. That's that's why Hinch likes you. Yeah, that's why Hinch likes you. But mostly Scotland, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, so yeah. Like, like, um, and then my mum being English, I always like come back over here and would love like the football around Christmas time and stuff. Yeah. So just fell in love with it like that. Um, and then yeah, always knew that like at 15, 16, I would want to try and just give it a go, come over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was lucky enough to do that. And then Brighton gave me two years. So did Brighton in, like inquire about you, or did you sort of start looking around at that age, saying like where you can possibly Yeah, so I come over as like a sort of like a two-month holiday. Yeah. Um, just giving it a crack as well, and just going yeah. like I think I went to Fulham first. Yeah. And then someone was at someone from Brighton was at the Fulham yeah. game. Um, like me said to come down, come down for a week, and then yeah. got some, offered something off the back of that, yeah. which was like for me at the time in Australia, no one was really doing anything like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so jumped at it, left everything like. So I come here with my mum, and then um, and yeah, just like loved it. I haven't, haven't gone back since moved. Like I've gone back for holidays and stuff. I've been here like seven or eight years now. Yeah. And um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Danny and, and Meeks and and Dave Adjib were with my team then. So that's yeah. how I know. They're like your good mates over here as well. Yeah, now, good mates. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I'm saying Danny's your best mate. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, one of them. His brother. I could tell on Saturday. You know, we won't talk about that anymore. Yeah, and coming coming over at that age as well, like you know, sort of on your own. Yeah. So you're almost like family, I guess. Yeah, I know. Well, mum's side's here, so it was a bit easier. But I mean, I left all my mates and my dad's side. Yeah, it was tough. But really enjoyed it. Like, I was so lucky I had that chance. So, yeah. So, what so. was the Brighton experience like? So, how you were there for a couple of years? You said. Yeah, like a year and a half, yeah. two years. And were they, you cut at the end? Was yeah, that, I was yes, cut like, like release. Were you proper gutted at that stage? Yeah, 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 yeah mate. So was, it, yeah. it must be like because I know it's happened like Jasper. Obviously, happened to yeah. people like Jasper. But you, you guys obviously picked yourself up and you started real building. At, at that age, so were you eighteen at the time? Ah, uh, sixteen. Sixteen when you got cut by um, Brighton. It must have been tough for you. Like you know, what what yeah. did you think? Did you think packing it all and going home, or you determined to progress? Yeah, like, well, I got um, cut just before a scholar, so I wanted to try and give it a crack as a scholar because yeah. I've made the big move. Um, so, but when I got cut, it was the end of the season, so I didn't really have anything planned for the next season. Yeah. So. My first year as a scholar, like under seventeens, I just went on on trial at loads of places. Yeah. Um, and I like, love loved the training every day, so I didn't really want to just pack up and, and move, but you know, nothing come from me being on trial anyway. Um, and then that just led to me like being in non-league and, and realised like, there's so many different levels you can play in England yeah. and it still be like a good standard, yeah. like a very good standard. So for me to go back home, I've only got, so you've got the A-League, which is yeah. so spread out across the whole country and the country's massive, or you've got like, a second division that's not not the same probably yeah. like maybe our level a bit lower to be honest so yeah. you know it's here's definitely where i want to be yeah no it's, i mean you can tell like you, you seem to really enjoy it because you obviously played so well for us in your first spell here because you were here for what a uh, year and a half, year and a half yeah, yeah. 18 months. and um as we were joking you disappeared after i talked to you about your girlfriend's <laughs> career ambitions and next week he's gone but you yeah. went up to sutton yeah and um I know you remember I was messaging you and saw you at side like me and Pete went to see the uh, last game of your season at Barnet and yeah. when you came on yeah. you were making your last appearance but yeah. what was it like to be in a promotion winning squad to the Football League it yeah. must have been an amazing experience yeah, it's probably it good for your own character yeah and no, it was amazing um, 
so at the start of the season I was I was playing a fair bit like just being on the bench mm. and coming on I think I played like 11 or 12 games in the end but um, back end I wasn't involved as much but just being being there and training every day and, and you know doing the match prep and travelling to away games and, and seeing what it takes to like be a part of it as well yeah. what is it, to win a league and stuff um, you know it was a great experience and, and they're, they're flying them boys now they're like third I think well it's amazing when we see because we look at it and we think like you've seen there's quite a lot of sort of people you would have played with obviously David's still David yeah, yeah. boy. you've got Finn Stevens who I did yeah. you play with or was it yeah, just yeah, yeah. so briefly, you played yeah. just briefly and he's obviously in the Premier League with Brentford he's yeah, making starts and coming yeah. up substitutes from, from Isthmian League to Premier League in like space of a year and a bit yeah. and I like, see him win the trophy at uh, Worthing and like you know a lot of the fans at Worthing we, we always keep an eye on the players yeah, and you know yeah. obviously you can see from Hinch's yeah, office he's got all the shirts yeah, around like, and it's an amazing thing so you know to to do that must have been such an achievement, but yeah. was it a bit a bit of sweet when did you know you were going to be cut at the end of the season or well, was from it Sutton. from Sutton? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I like I wasn't playing or anything. I don't yeah. think that he had a conversation with me as in like he didn't want me or anything like that. But I sort of decided to play. leave, and I like I don't think it was something for me anyway. So yeah. I just like, organised myself. Yeah, had um you know Dawkins lined up, and I thought I was going to play a bit more there. So yeah. made the decision to go. Um, and you know, if I don't really think about things again, no, oh, yeah. yeah. And Dolking are a club with ambitions as well, yeah. They? At the time, like, I, I think I did well there as well, to be yeah. fair. I hit the ground running and stuff, yeah. And um, but you know, like, I'm here now and I'm, yeah. I'm loving it, so. so obviously, you came back in November, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, December, so December. December. So, so what obviously, it was the week after we uh, we, yeah, you we beat played, us yeah, and you were celebrating against us, and you think you can walk back into oh, a bar, no, mate. mate? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what what, what are you bar. doing? But yeah, um, obviously, it's great, it's great as a surprise, to be honest. And we yeah. all thought it maybe happened at the game, maybe Hinch had spoken to the manager there. Yeah. And, um, how did it all come about? Because obviously, nah, you yeah. said to me, uh, I'm sure you don't mind me saying it, you said if you want to, they maybe loan you out somewhere else, but you wanted to come back to Worthing. Nah, yeah. You said, I want to come back to Worthing, I don't yeah. want to go anywhere else. What? Obviously, we know why you wanted to come back, yeah. finish the job you started a couple of years yeah, ago, definitely. hopefully. But what was it, how was it all arranged and what happened? No, nah, it wasn't It wasn't organised before the game. No. Um, I didn't know that would be my last yeah. game for Dawkins. Quite so ironic, was, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think, on the Monday, uh, so we played Saturday. On the Monday, we had a phone call from someone at, at Dawkins saying, would, like, would you want to go on loan? Uh, I think we're probably not going to play as much and then in, in, like, over Christmas time in January and just go on and, and see how you do. Like, they'd rather me play and I'd rather play as well. Um, and then I just said, yeah, look, if I want to go, I want to organise it. They mm. wanted me to go that same level and I wanted, I just, I rang Hinge pretty much straight away. Hinge said he'd, he'd try and help, like, do his best to get it done and we got it done pretty much the next day. We got quite a good relationship with Dorkin, I think, from when they were in our yeah. so I think yeah. Mark gets and on with Hinch on the yeah. well, anyway. I think Hinch is really good with staying in contact with yeah, players definitely, after yeah. they've left as yeah, well. Yeah, like a few texts here and there when we won the league and stuff. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, once I said that, we said that I wanted to go on loan, I needed to go on loan, I was definitely going to come back here. So you're back here now. Feel different to last time. I mean, obviously, pretty much the same bunch of boys. Yeah. Bar maybe people like Ricky who've moved on to higher. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's in obviously well. the national south at the moment. Yeah. He's with Chippenham, obviously on loan from Swindon. Yeah. Um, what? How's it feel this time around? I mean, I think us as a core group are a lot older. Yeah. Um, and it's shown like we've played a lot more games as a group and we're doing well and we sort of know this league now. 
we're not that young team that's yeah. you know inexperienced. Inexperienced. Yeah. Although like Hornchurch, we say we we got to do better than that. Yeah. Frustrating that's, that yeah, one. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a little bit of inexperience. But what part. we noticed, we said after like you guys were gutted, like none of yeah. you came it to was, the bar. It was a it draw was, that was like a defeat. Oh, it felt like a defeat to us. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean, obviously taking four points out of six of those two games was great. In, We'd have taken in, in that before. We were taking yeah, it, but yeah, it's still yeah. matter. It happened. If it happened 10, 15 minutes before the end, no, still being a bit gutted. But literally one of the last kicks, and we nearly then lost it straight after. Right. But do you think it's going to be success, promotion success now? Do you get, oh, I mean, get the feeling? For, I mean, it's so long to go and, yeah. and we've worked out, um, you know, when we've when our games will be harder as well. I think we've got, a, in not looking too far ahead, but in March we've got a, like the playoff teams back to back. Yeah, to back. I think we've got Lewis, so, Bishops. And we've got an all right lead at the moment. I mean, I think it's what, four points for the game Four points end, with the game, game in hand. Over most don't know when that game in hand is though, but... I think you'd rather have the points than the game. Yeah. So, so how much at the moment are you keeping an eye on other teams, or are you just concentrating on? I mean, we're, I think we just concentrate on ourselves, and then whoever we're playing on the weekend, we concentrate on them. Well, it's right because we say if you keep winning, yeah, it's going to be ours. It doesn't yeah. matter who's around you if you just keep winning and getting the points. And yeah, every game, every three points, it's another one ticked off. Yeah, exactly. Know? I mean, when we like, if we lose or we draw or drop points, then you might have a look just to see. But I mean, at the moment, I'm pretty confident that. Um, it's just if we do what we need to do and we prepare like we need to, then we'll, we have give ourselves the best chance. Right? Yeah. So, well, as I say, hopefully you'll be here at the end of the season. Obviously, as we record this now, you playing your last game officially in the Sloan period on Saturday against mm. Corinthians. When this gets released next week, hopefully yeah. you're still a worthy player, yeah. and hopefully you can be our good luck promotion charm. So that'll be back to back promotions for you, won't yeah, it? Yeah, mate. So, I want to. <laughs> I mean, I did message him asking for one of his shirts, and he didn't buy oh. the other. So maybe you can do it this year. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, you can get me, get me a worthy one. Yeah, so no I think it's much more pressure. Um, but Callum, thank you so much for joining us. Take no your time. Fingers crossed we see you around and you know if, if we do get the promotion I think you know yourself is going to be a massive part of that squad yeah. that will help us hopefully steady ourselves in the national self next season if we get there. So uh, good luck. Thank you. I'm sure I'm yeah. sure mum and Nan will be listening to this. Yeah, no, they're always one of our regular it. listeners. So we yeah, do like no, it, they so, love yeah. it. So. Right, Cal. Thank you very much, Cheers, mate. Cheers. Mate. Appreciate Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. So again, Callum, thank you so much. As absolutely buzzing that we are able to say you're going to be a player of us the end of the season hopefully into the future and beyond and hopefully with a medal around your neck at the end of the season I mean it'll be not bad yeah, for a player yeah he could be he could be a lucky omen he could be one of those players that just just likes a promotion and I, I'm just glad we get Cheryl onto the end of the season and was it Jess's mum Cheryl and Jess will be uh, at least we've got two listeners Pete till the end of the season now haven't we yeah they even uh, it was Cheryl who tuned in last night even though Callum wasn't even in the match day squad. Dedication. Bre- breakfast in Australia, uh, listen to Rebel Yell. God, I couldn't think of anything yeah. worse than Pete Vale in the morning. Especially <laughs> me doing it on my own. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, going back to the women's game, they're on a roll at the moment. Got the League Cup against Ashford this coming Sunday. Ashford, obviously, a very good team, 13 30 away. Got Fulham away from home at 14 30 on the uh, 13th of February. A big team, obviously Premier League and Championship back in. No, very, you know, very wealthy owners. Why are you saying fourteen thirty? Why don't you just say two thirty? Because I'm reading it directly from the website. That's why. <laughs> I, can't, I haven't got, got the brain. I haven't got the. I haven't got the brain power to. Uh, work it out. I haven't got the brain power got to say it straight away. You know, I landed from America this morning. I'm jet lagged. Don't don't knock a fragile jet lag boy when he's down. And, uh, and just to wind Pete up, 1,400 on the 20th of February <laughs> against Millwall Lions. Two o'clock. 
Thank you, Mr. Translator. Three matches all the way from home. At least they've got an extra game. So they were, to be honest, they're only it's the last weekend of February. They haven't got a game. So, you know, hopefully be on a run and get more points. It's one of those things I think is frustrating that um, kind of got that promotion is one place. You haven't got playoffs. So as John said to us, it's one of those things that they're just going to build for next season. And Yeah, you know, this, is, this season I think was always about consolidation, doing as well as possible. Yeah, just staying in the league after a promotion. Just, yeah, you know, we've come up, it's a new team, there's lots of new players. Yeah. You know, John's John's still quite new to the club. Yeah, yeah so so I think you could probably say if if you know you look at being second, if we stayed second, probably the best we could could have hoped for, I would say. Yeah. And you never know, there could and, be move there could be movements as well. Sometimes that does happen, you know, for the women's and, league. Some mm-hmm. play teams might say they can't perform at the next league, we could go up or you know. And and a cup semi final. Yeah. And there we go. Doing very well. One of the players that has been a great sign into the club is Bex Bell. We were lucky enough to sit down with her for another Rebel Yard podcast interview exclusive. Spencer and I last Thursday and Gina. We sat down and uh, we spoke to Bex and Gina obviously got a biscuit question in because that's the token uh, uh, Rebel Yell podcast biscuit question. I think we should get uh, try and find a supplier for Gina's biscuits. You know, if they're on, a, on a match day, it should be Gina's biscuit barrel and you can have like 10 biscuits for a pound or something like that. Oh, why, why didn't she make her own brand of biscuits? You're trying to find yet another job for her to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does enough on a match day. She actually <laughs> wants to enjoy the game. But without further ado, we'll sit down. she give her one of her other jobs for the women's team is interviewing Bex Bell. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Evening, Bex. Evening. Welcome to the Rebel Yell Podcast. Can you just give us a bit of a background about yourself, about your career today, how you got into football in the first place? Yep, so I started off watching my sister play football. Um, and then she quit football and I thought I'll make my mum watch it even more Um, and started playing football and then I joined a team outside of school in um, when I was 11 played for my local team and then after college I went to America to Texas to play football Um, stayed out there for a year and came back then I went to Portsmouth was there for about three four seasons there was a bit of a change of clubs and everyone from Chai went to Portsmouth and Portsmouth went to Chichester, <laughs> so we kind of, I went with the swap, I went to Chichester um, and was there for three seasons before I came here. So tell us about your experience in America, because like, I found it fascinating, like Chloe I think has done it as well, yeah. Ella I think, did Ella yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah, so quite a few of the women's team have done it and like, you know, so I think they were in Florida, yeah. um, but obviously you said you were in Texas, so like, what, what brought that around, how did you go out there and what was it sort of? Um, so I kind of always knew I wanted to try and do it, so yeah. when I was at college I just looked into it rather than looking into uni. Um, and See a bit of world. Yeah, exactly, went out there. Um, and Texas, it was just the coach kind of that got me out there. I hadn't specifically targeted Texas. It's just where it happened to contact me, really. Whereabouts in Texas was it? Um, Laredo, so it was right on like the Mexican border. Oh, wow. um, it was really, really hot. So it was, like, <laughs> As we sit degrees. in zero degrees yeah, and so missed all that little website pitching about to train back. in right yeah, now. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit of a shock coming back. Um, but no, it was really, really good. Stayed out there for a year. It was The best bit was just travelling around playing games, really, like... Obviously, there's a lot of work to catch up on because you're not there so much. But getting to travel and see a bit of the world whilst playing football, I mean, you can't really complain about that. Absolutely. And so what was it that appealed to you about coming to Worthing? Um, So I've been injured for a few seasons, um, did my ACL and came back. And then I just needed like a fresh start, really. Um, Me and the previous club would kind of, can't fault them for what they did helping me with my injury. Um, but we had sort of different, we valued different things whilst I was back, so I just needed a fresh start because I'd lost the enjoyment from it. Um, and just coming here, it's a really sort of ambitious club and it's looking to progress and 
it is a step down league-wise for me, but it doesn't feel like a step down because it feels for me more of a sort of professional setup than maybe some clubs that I've been at before. Um, and it was really just the ambition of the club that kind of drew me here. Well, we've signed you to get you back up to that step, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, and rest on your shoulders right now, no pressure. <laughs> and that really is a recommendation to say you think Worthing's more professional than some of the other clubs you've, yeah. mentioned you've played for. Mm. Yes, I think certainly like the facilities yeah, and you know definitely. it's got some great opportunities. I think you joined us. I think it was November. Yeah. Um, sort of, how have you found being here since then? Yeah, it's been really good. So, like I said, I had a bit of time away from football. Um, so coming back to it, and we train less than I've trained before, but it's quite nice because it gives me sort of the more time to have a whole life football balance as well. Um, and it's just been really easy to settle in, like John and the girls was one of the main reasons that I chose Worthing as well. Um, so it's just been really easy to settle in and it's just been enjoyable really, which is what I needed to get from football again. You found your love for it again, did you think? Yes, yeah. definitely coming back, yeah, which was, for me, the main thing for yeah. it really. Yeah, and, and I think sort of, you know, when we've seen you on the pitch, it looks like you're enjoying yourself, yeah, it looks yeah. like you enjoy playing good football. Pretty decent goal at the weekend, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Made an impact already. Yeah. It, was, it was all right, that goal, wasn't it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, just shot myself with that one. <laughs> no, there's some great goals being scored at the moment by the women's yeah, team. Like, some some of these, I look at the highlights, I can't make the games. I'm like, oh, you need to teach some of the men's team how to shoot, <laughs> I think, don't yeah, we? Yeah, don't do the easy ones, you've got to do the hard ones. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, so it, was, it sounds really positive, like you've got off to a great start. Um, if any of our listeners wanted to sort of follow you on social media, which of, their, which of your channels would you recommend? Um, so Instagram's really the main one I use, um, and it's RebeccaBell11. Fabulous. Um, used to be my old number, so any reason. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that a nudge for John next season? Yeah, that's a little, little, little hint. Yeah. <laughs> She's got her autograph signed and everything for the 11 yeah. in it. Like yeah, forget forget yeah. CR7. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. She said it's the brand, isn't it? Bex Bell, Bex Bell 11. Bex got a ring to it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like to change that. Yeah. Change <laughs> the Twitter. We, um, there's a question that we always ask this season to, yeah. to every player, and that is the official Rebel Yard question. Don't worry, don't look too, don't look too concerned. It's really not that bad. What is your favourite biscuit? My favourite biscuit. I try not to sound too boring now. Um, Sit on the fence. Uh, yeah. I would probably pick like a jammy dodger. That's fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we've had yeah. that. No, we I don't think we have. have. We haven't had that. Is that your favourite? Oh, I'm in total agreement. There you go. Yeah. You two can get a pack of jammy dodgers. <laughs> yeah. there, like, you know. um, That's um, Cookie Monster's favourite British biscuit, isn't it? Cookie Monster loves a jammy dodger when he's in the UK. <laughs> have you had a chance to watch the men's uh, team this season? Um, have you come down to any of the no, games? No, I haven't got down to any yet, no. but I've seen it all on Twitter and follow it yeah, on Twitter. It's good. Because we were saying to John, it's like it must be a good feeling to be in a club, not just for the way the women's team are doing, but the men's team, because obviously if we get promoted into the league above, we'll probably see more improvements to the facilities and they'll probably be able to draw more players to the club yeah as definitely well. and that's one thing as well um, different to other clubs being at sort of men's and women's team just feel one rather yeah, than yeah it's all the same facilities yeah. you get to play here rather than play so it's really nice else. to train yeah. after them as well it just feels like fully nice inclusive yeah. It's, yeah there's a lot of effort it's going into sort of improving the match day experience as well yeah. and you know like this season start charging admission fees and stuff yeah. like that and you know generating more crowds and there's a lot more social media activity as well so it's trying to increase in the yeah, profile of the really team positive. which is which is great so pleased that that's been noticed yeah. Yeah. so bex final point yeah. all right we'll put you on the hot seat now uh Gemma got away with it last month because me and pete forgot to be fair <laughs> on the last month um you need to nominate it's not a please nominate you need, need to, to nominate <laughs> someone some else to come into the hot seat <laughs> next month and don't worry if they give you any stick we'll go and defend you i'll pick i'll pick um 
I'll go for. She's just a uh, hand dryer's going. So yeah. she's she, she timed that well. So <laughs> no I didn't say anything. Yeah, no one can hear you. Anything like uh, that. It's not interfering. It's not in. No, yeah. <laughs> I'll go for Amy Critchfield. There, there you go. There you go. So yeah. like, Amy, you're in the hot seat next month. You can go and tell her now just before training. Break the news. Go and break the news. But thank you for joining us. Um, long may the sort of hard work on the pitch and enjoyment continue because you're doing a wicked job for the women's team. Brilliant representation of the club. So thank, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Great to hear from Bex. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back next month or hopefully next month, whenever we can get an interview in with the next uh, women's player that she nominated there. But guys, that kind of sort of brings to the end of this bumper special of uh, the Rebel Yell Podcast. It's been a long two months. A very, as Pete says, we lost two in that period of time. So you can't go away happy, uh, unhappy with the men's team. Lost a couple on the women's team. But... Overall, it's looking good at Worthing. You know, the great news to end this podcast that Callum Keeney has signed the extensions at the end of the season because that's just the news we needed. Um, you know, things can only get better as a D-Ream song well, would be. Everything, Everything's on the up. It's on, on the up on the pitch, on, on the up off the pitch. It's all looking rosy. Sorry, yeah, I, I, I just think that there was a bit of negativity because obviously we were seven points ahead. And then there's a couple of defeats a draw thrown in there. So you've dropped sort of five, five points, seven points and, and the league's dwindled. And then people start thinking, Oh, cause they, they expect us to win every game. And it's just not, you just gotta be realistic. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard. You just gotta, you just gotta think we've got a good team. The management staff know exactly what they're doing. And, and they, they will fight for every point. I yeah. have no doubt about the group of players that we've got will fight for every point available. If every team that turns up at Woodside for, between now and the end of the season, it's their cup final. Yeah. And we, have, we, have, to, we have to deal with that. Yeah. You got it. And that's the thing. I think Barry was saying that it's their cup final, but we come through those matches and that's what true champions and promotion yeah, contenders well, do. Look at the, look at the way the Hornchurch fans were celebrating a draw. Oh mate, seriously in the bar. I mean get a rip get and then and then they couldn't take the banter <laughs> after when we're giving it back to them. They're thinking then that idiot that started almost started swearing at us because we were given doing exactly that, the same back that, to them that, saying that, we're top that, of the that, league, we're top of the league. That just shows what Morons. teams think of us. You know, that's a in a way, in a strange kind of way, it's like a mark of respect. Yeah when that, we got that draw we got the draw away at Enfield earlier in the season. And I thought it was a game we deserved to win. I think you was on co-coms that day, Spencer. The one and only time you've done it, so you need to be back on soon. <laughs> but the Enfield players were celebrating that draw on their home ground. And I went in our dressing room and it was like a defeat in there. It was like a morgue. And it shows you the mentality of our players compared to theirs. Yeah. We just saw so it against Hornchurch, mate, last week when we saw yeah, them leaving exactly. the exactly. Exactly. Just just saying some of these other top teams, it's it's like really big for them if they, they get a point against us. So I've, I've got no fear. I think the two, the two games in the next month that we've got, to, if we beat Bishop, Bishop Storford and Enfield, then I, I'm, I'm going to throw myself out there. It's ours to lose. And Kingstonian as well, I'd say. I'd add to Kingstonian to that. Because they're up yeah, and around that's, there. That's be, yeah, and they've just signed Walter Figueroa and he's, he's classy, he's quality. Yeah. I think he's had some time. But then we look, look, we've got, we've got James Beresford, we've got Luke Robinson, Callum Keeley. Yeah, and, and, okay. and, and just to end on a thing that we haven't touched on because we were meant to sit down with another certain player, and Mr. Ollie Pierce, who eluded us again. Next month, Ollie, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. But 
30 goals already. And he's still got, as we say, 15 plus games to go. We normally do a prediction at the end of each episode for the following month. But next month for games, next month's too tricky. I don't want to call next month. But should we do a prediction for the end of season? We can revisit this of how many goals Oliver Pierce is going to score by the end of the season. Now, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say 45. So that's averaging a goal a game for the next 15 plus whatever we've got left. 45 goals. That's, 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 45 that's, goals. That's, that's that's ambitious. Okay. What are you okay. shouting then, Spencer? Are you, are you talking just league or all over? All over because he's got thirty. He's got thirty goals all over right now. We're still in a couple yeah. of cup competitions. So he's I'm got saying twenty-seven in the league. Yeah, so yeah. I'm saying forty-five we, we, in total. See, because we could end up with quite a few cup games still to to, to add on. But, all yeah, right. Well, you laughed at my prediction. Plays. What are you saying then? Spence? No, we, but saying that if if you're going for forty-five in all competitions, then that could be quite realistic mm-hmm. because the velocity and mm-hmm. the I'm not changing my mind, Peter. If If you go for 46 or 44, it's your prerogative. I'm going to go 42. Okay, 42. 42, another 12 goals. And And if he scores a hat-trick at the weekend, I'll be like, Peter, you're And I'm not not saying this just so I go, right, I'm sort of like... 46, well done. No, no, all the way along, I was going to say 41. So there you go, 41. There you go, 41. So 11 more. So He'll get 40. I feel confident. And what's the wager? Because we always buy a round anyway. I don't know. It's like not as if we're short of drinks at Woodside. What's the wager? (laughs) Pete Um, Pete, Pete being the mascot, he's wearing his grafter t-shirt and some underpants at the last game of the season. The thing is, we won't know till after the last game of the season. That's true, yeah, because he'll probably end up scoring a hat-trick and we have the trophy. Um, We have to think of something. If anyone's listening and has got any ideas, just do tweet us at WFCSA because... I'm not talking dares because no one wants to see me naked. I'm sure any others running around no. streaking. Um, I'm sure you'll be doing really that voluntarily to... after the last game. Probably, yeah, probably. yeah, I'm sure most of the people will running on the pitch. Yeah. I, I will we'll think... of champagne. I'll yeah, be why not? We, we, why not? We're we, we, naked. <laughs> whoever, whoever has to, we have to buy a bottle of bubbles. That's it. There we go. All right. That's it. Yeah. Bottle of bubbles or something like that. We'll have to do and we can share and we can toast it. I'm sure we'll be having more than bottles of bubbles if uh, yeah, but only only one of us can win that. Yeah, but so we then buy, the we're the one two. that buys it because obviously a bottle of oh, saying that a joint bottle, bottle, bottle of Asti. Asti, yeah. <laughs> but guys, it's great to great to get back on the mic with you lot and uh, you know uh, a couple of months to toast and you know the double over Bogner still top of the league as we speak with a game in hand could be five points. A tough month coming up in uh, in February. Yeah, it's the next month. It's the next month, but Callum Keeley signing as we've got some exclusive news tonight, which is fantastic news. And uh, once again, thank you for those that tune in to uh, the live commentaries every week with Pete and myself sometimes and Gary with his <laughs> horses and Spencer on the odd occasion and Pete on his own. And, and, and But also thank you to our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning Nature's Health Bot for your continued support for the season. Oh yeah, and just to add that last thing, Mark Blessing from MK Window Cleaning has already renewed without even being asked for the following season. So the National League is going to sponsor us again. So thank you once again for MK Window Cleaning for having faith in us and, you know, supporting what we love doing. So do thank you. And we've got to thank DC Development Coaching for the last three months of the sponsorship for the dongle, which allows us to do the broadcasts. Jason Price from... um, 
Christ Jones Electrical is going to sponsor for the next three months. So thank you. Yeah. We do appreciate. Obviously, does a lot for the club anyway. But obviously, we do we do appreciate your support. And if anyone else is looking at it, we know we've had a couple of likes. I know we've wound up. I think Box Direct and uh, and one of the other electrical firms on the commentary, and they do like our things. So if anyone does fancy sponsoring or putting in for it for next season, obviously over the summer we'll be uh, we'll be looking hopefully a promotion. We'll be looking for a more professional setup with uh, the commentary and podcast. But those will be talked about when we get there. We won't jump ahead of ourselves yet. New commentators, cheeky. If it come and have a go, if you think, note, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, Spence. On that note, switch your mouth. <laughs> I think we should. Good night, everyone. <laughs> and there's Gary's impression of a horse. <laughs> well done, Gary. Thank you for your input. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 